with all the appropriate books and records. The executive paid promptly. But the Delaware Company by itself was not sufficient for the executive's needs. If he owned it directly, it would be clear to the soon-to-be ex-husband and the U.S. government who actually purchased the house. The lawyer suggested a Panamanian foundation that would legally own the Delaware Company. The law firm gave the executive a choice of names for the foundation, Venora or Elias. It had already created the foundations two months earlier, before the firm was even aware of this particular client. Two women who were actually low-paid employees of the firm ostensibly controlled the foundations. In actuality, they served as figureheads for thousands of companies and foundations. Their existence was a shield behind which the actual owner could hide. The executive chose Venora and paid $3,950 to buy the foundation. By this time, a lawyer from another firm in the United States had also been brought in to help shepherd the transaction. His retainer was $3,500. The executive made plans to fly to Seattle to buy the house. But the real estate broker informed him of a hitch. He could not purchase the home in the name of Cherry Group USA because the company was owned by the foundation, not him. This was easily remedied. The two low-paid employees of the Panamanian law firm simply signed a document saying that as the controlling members of the Nora Foundation, they authorized him to buy the house. The law firm was willing to provide this service because the executive was paying for the house in cash, so there was no risk the Panamanians would be stuck with the mortgage. This was only one of thousands of transactions the law firm facilitated in 2015. Its name was Mosek Fonseca. Unbeknownst to the firm, at the same time it was helping someone secretly buy a house in Seattle, its data was being siphoned off and given to reporters. The resulting global journalism investigation, the Panama Papers, afforded an unprecedented look into the operations of an underground economy through which trillions of dollars flow annually. This river of cash exists in a largely unregulated place known as the secrecy world. It's an alternate reality available only to those who can afford the trip. In the secrecy world, wealth is largely untouchable by government tax authorities and hidden from the view of criminal investigators. Through the secrecy world, family dynasties are nurtured. Their fortunes, often acquired illicitly, laundered and passed on to heirs. It's a place where capital always triumphs over labor, and the well-to-do are free to ignore the laws that govern their fellow citizens. Global private wealth has steadily increased in recent years, from $121.8 trillion in 2010 to $166.5 trillion in 2016. An estimated 8% of the world's household financial wealth is held in the secrecy world. The wealthy individuals who control this money appear disproportionately reluctant to contribute back to their native countries. One recent study of three Scandinavian nations found that personal tax avoidance among the population at large was about 3%. But for those in the top 0.01%, each of whom had more than 40 million in assets, a staggering 30% stiffed the taxman. Not surprisingly, the ease by which wealth is transferred through the secrecy world has become a major contributor to global inequality. The effects are everywhere around us. Money hijacked by the secrecy world is no longer available to pay for infrastructure, build schools, or police communities. It has led to the spiraling cost of real estate in major cities such as New York, Los Angeles, Miami, and London. 
The wealthy, eager to park their money in safe assets, are bidding up prices by grabbing properties in these places. They often buy through anonymous companies that keep their identities secret from tax collectors at home and abroad. In the last quarter of 2015, the buyers of 58% of all property purchases in the United States worth more than $3 million were LLCs. They spent a total of $61.2 billion. The biggest abusers of the secrecy world are multinational corporations. They base their operations in places that provide minimal taxes and maximum secrecy, like Delaware, the Cayman Islands, and Luxembourg. After they were exposed, Mossack Fonseca's principals insisted they were no different from these corporations. They were simply behaving the way accountants, bankers, lawyers, and trust companies operate every day. They were right.